Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You look from the book here more than no, it's good down there. They should start paying you for ticket sales. But anyway, yeah, so Tom Segura, yeah. he's, he's May and he's here. Yeah. So Tom Segura here in May. Yeah. Now, I like Tom Segura, watch all his specials in this lot. I've missed this. He's fucking good in it. He is yeah, genuinely I think good. You like yeah, it, he's genuinely yeah. good. Yeah. Is he English or American? American. <coughs> um, slash Peruvian. Peruvian? Well, Segura's not exactly a normal. Yeah, but most Americans. Yeah, but he does a stand up show. In yeah. Spanish as well, fluent Spanish, Spanish. Really? which is yeah. fucking mental, isn't it? That yeah. to be able to do this. So he sometimes he switches to Spanish. Tom S E G U R A. So anyway, yeah, right, yeah, like we watched him. Well, I think it was probably it would have been pre-COVID, wasn't it? Yeah. Did you go to that one? I didn't go to that one. Uh, the Lowry. It was unreal. Like, like comedians have an act, right? Yeah. It's like any sportsman that you go to. It's not the first time he's telling that story. No, of course it's not. No, he's probably got a script which he's just thrown on the table. Yeah, but. He made it feel like this was entirely off the cuff, which yeah. is like I, I, I mean, not as much as him. But I like a lot watching a lot of. Comedy. No one likes comedy like no. he does. No, he watches more than me. Shut up. He does. Not I think he watches more. Not more live. No. No I one watches more live than you. Yeah. So I do like I do like my comedy, but yeah. you can tell sometimes they get into a part where this has been written. Yeah. yeah. Where that entire like ninety minutes from Tom Segura was just mind-blowingly like good. It was, it was unbelievable. Like his, if you think his specials are good, yeah. seeing him live will make you never want to see his specials. Really? It's unbelievable. That's good. That's what you want. Because yeah. see, I've never... He's put an extra day out. He had to put an extra day out in Manchester. Has it? Sold out. Oh, so he's here for a couple of days then? He's doing two, yeah. I'm, listen, well, he's doing ladies and gentlemen, and boys and girls, because uh, I know we know he likes his football as well. And we do have some mutual friends. I am going to try my hardest to get Tom to go on the brew. It's in May next year. Right. That's a new... Target for you. You've got a few Jay targets. Would be so confused, it'd be great. Yeah. Do you know what though? It'll be good because if you like him, it'll be good. Yeah, he will. He will be carnage on this. Yeah. Right. Okay. Like his own podcast is mayhem beyond another level in it. Is it like this a... week he bought his mate for his fiftieth birthday? Yeah. Um, Hitler's old teacup. Right. Okay. Cost him twenty-two grand. <laughs> Maybe he doesn't bring that part of the act to the, to the brew. Yeah, you can have a brew in one of For our people who Fernandez don't know cups. who he is, that's going to be like, oh my God, that's horrific. I mean, there's parts of his 
podcasts that are pretty horrific. Yeah, yeah, pretty yeah. horrific. But he's yeah. funny. Funny. That's what matters. Yeah. yeah. Breathlessly funny. Good. Because some of these comedians are a bit of a miss, aren't they? Depends. There's a podcasting and then there's a comedian. I think that's the big... That's a great point. Now. I think there's a lot... Really good point. There's a lot now, though, that get good in comedy because they've got good podcasts. Yeah. Whereas before... You I mean, didn't they need sell to... a lot of tickets. Yeah, they sell a lot of tickets yeah, because yeah. they're good at that. Yeah. Whereas be... and before, you go... If you look at the ones around here, there's good comics that have gone done really well because of podcasts and there's ones that are really good comics that try and do a podcast and a shit because they just don't have that way was, of talking was, and waffling on about Was Rogan always massive as a comedian? Because I know he is yeah, now. Yeah, I think he was very big as a comedian. He had a, he had a handful of specials. Right. Um, <laughs> didn't he have one of them called like Jihad or something like something that? Something like that, yeah. Nice. In, oh, Google it. What was it? Just Google. Do I have to? He's, he's right. one of them that the, the he's one of them that's done better because of his podcast. Search history. Yeah. They definitely are, but just rock it. <laughs> he's one of them that's done better because of his podcast and his stand. He's a good. Yeah, his good. podcast took him into a different realm. But he was always he was always doing UFC. He was on Fear Factor. Oh, it's Shiny Happy Jihad. Shiny Happy Jihad. Yeah. As you right. Um But yeah, so Joe Rogan had loads of specials out before he was the podcast guy. His no. podcast got big because he was a good comedian. It's like if Ricky, well, I was going to say, if, like if Ricky Gervais did a podcast, never mind, eh? Um, <laughs> like if Jimmy Carr did a podcast, it'd be huge, wouldn't it? Yeah, but he's not necessarily, that's not his thing. Yeah, Jimmy Carr. Whereas there's comedians that can just, I mean, Freddie's podcast doing well at the minute. Yeah. He just fucking have a word pod. Have you seen what they're doing? Me. Jesus, lads. Deserved though, because the grafters aren't The grafters and they're putting a lot Do you know what I mean? Who was it we had on here who um, was saying that like, one of the top comedians asked about Freddie because he knew him from back in the yeah, day. Yeah. He's been around for years. He used to have different names and he had different acts. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Oh, did it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Was, we had someone on here who said they'd. Tubbs. He was, was called Freddie. Freddie yeah, that was Tubbs. it. Yeah, and yeah, they, they saw oh someone. Oh my God, I need like, to find this. Him, him and Freddie without a beard is horrific, by the way. Really? Oh, it's the worst thing you've ever seen. Yeah, it's really bad. I think that Freddie roasting his mate is the most raw thing I've ever seen. On, he did, on, on YouTube. yeah, I shared in the have word roast thing they did. Was, it wasn't, it was like, it's the maddest like, thing I've been to. No softy, softy, nicey. It's what's the worst thing that's ever happened to you? I'm going to take the mick out of you for it. Like genuinely, like proper personal, proper dark. Why proper is he like, like the go, why are him and Joel Bayer the go-to people on GMB? He's wise, yeah, he's on GMB now. How, right, Joel Bayer. I, I get, Freddie's right. been cancelled <laughs> 400 Joel times Bayer, as well. I think, he, no matter what you think about Joel, he's a safe pair of hands, right? Yeah. He's going to come on, he's going to give you his, his opinion on something. He's not going to say anything controversial or get your channel yeah. taken off the air. But then Freddie... Freddie is the opposite. Freddie, <laughs> you could ask him to come on and just talk about, I don't know, the cost of living well, crisis, <laughs> and he's likely to get you all cancelled well, he went on the other week. terrorism. He, he, went on yeah, the, he went on the other week to say that... Fat people shouldn't be offended about something. What list are you on? You're the fat guy that goes, no, yep. fat people are wrong. Yeah, fat lad, lad. Yeah, he's the fat lad. He says fat people are wrong. that fat people? We've got one Freddy. <laughs> fat Freddy here, apparently. So get him in. Yeah, that's fine. No, his, his podcast is... He's, he's lent into that now and just done... Because, he's again, he's good at talking and... Talking the weird thing is when, like, you... you obviously, Steve, when we start working together, you knew Freddy and you introduced me to him and we got him on. And it was so weird when you look my watch on because one minute he's saying the most outrageous thing and I'd be like panicking but laughing, thinking any minute now, this channel, because we're all new as well, is ended. It's over. Thanks for the experiment. Thanks for coming. We're off. But then he'd suddenly go, start talking about the tactics for the Europa League squad or whatever. And he'd be like, he actually knows about football, but yeah. he's off his head but and on, he's very funny. On the matters. other side of that, like we've had Danny Mack on, he's been on the Bruins stuff. He's on my watch longs over the summer. He's not necessarily podcast isn't his, his thing. He's quite laid back and quite quiet and does the odd one like his. He's one of the best. Is that about the one with the brother? 
No. Who's one with the blue eyes? Who's one with the um, but yeah, he just... <laughs> that's like listening to me grand trying to describe yeah. a film. The one with yeah. that guy in it? The one whose brother batters him at nine o'clock every night. No, that's Jamie Hutchinson. <laughs> what? Yeah. what? Just get that clip up. It's fucking amazing. What is it? He batters him every night at nine o'clock. He sends yeah. him a message saying, I'm going to bat you at nine o'clock every night. How old are these people? 30s. 30s. <laughs> <laughs> it's like he's 14. Do you know what? Like, fair enough. Do you know what's mad before? Your 30-year-old brother batting him Jay every went night. to Callum. Can you just get us some notes for the brew? I don't know What's why. the point? Well, I said to him, like, us three on the brew. Do you know what? Listen, I love <coughs> it when it's us three on the brew because it's like old school. And There's too much footy talk. I told you not to call it anything footy related. Yeah, and for ages, I've just been saying, call it the brew and put a disclaimer on it, even on the thumbnail saying, there might be football talk, but don't fucking count on it. Sometimes, though, there is something worth t- talking about. Not often. Not often. Not often. So it's good worth talking about. Our first sponsor. What a great segue. We've done really well there. So good. Today's podcast is brought to you by the people of Green King Pubs, which is the home of sport. They've got 900 sports pubs across the country. They don't want to plug this, but soon, your mate Scott has been doing a bit, and he for Deansgate. Honestly, can I just, I don't want to derail the ad read, Um, but if you've not seen it, go to our kids' Instagram. Oh my God. If I was like, listen, you want to listen to my mate talking about poetry, you'd hit me in the face. But our kid pulls it off, doesn't he? He's mint. He's unreal. But seriously. Anyway, there are. you want to go? Green King pubs all over uh, for for the football. It's the last time to go and watch the football in the pub before the World Cup. So if you want to watch United, head down to a Green King pub. There is an app you can download. The good thing about the app is you can book your place in the pub because I know what it's going to be a nightmare over the World Cup be difficult to get in there. People are going to be full and all that kind of stuff. But you can book your place. You also, if you download the app, you receive a free drink when you register and 10% off a drink, uh, all drinks, uh, one hour before, during and after any match. Uh, head to the App Store and download the season ticket app. Is this get a green king? It is. It but is. That's, they don't want to push that right now because it's only it's quietly gone through all sorts of... Fuck that noise. It's just had a refurb, but it looks it is. the bollocks it does look the down best, there. But there's loads of green king pubs. <laughs> Am Search I wrong? It. Not, Do all not, that like, kind of stuff. It looks the bollocks. Yeah. They've, do what they've done, they've managed to refurb it and make it look old. That's How have they done impressive. That? that is impressive. Um, but the link for the App Store and Google Play Store is in the description of the video. When you should register, use the code PADDOCK. And if, as a listener of this show... All caps. All caps. My dickhead. You get an additional £5 off when you spend 15 quid on drinks, which is... Better like a free drink, really. Known as free drinks, so get involved with Green King pubs. Do you know what the, the best thing for me was with Scotty with the poetry thing? Because obviously I've known Scotty for years, and we've got us, we've had a similar life trajectory. We knew each other when we was like 20, 21, worked together, worked abroad together, started, and then we sort of didn't see each other for a little while. Started having kids, both went to uni, mature students, both started working, and then we're back in touch. And he was working at one radio station, I was at another. And he's rang me and he's gone, um, I'm like, how's things, you know, what's going on? I'm not supposed to for a little while. He's gone, oh, I'm just, you know, missus is expecting our, our third kid. I'm like, oh, congratulations. And he's like, yeah, and I've just quit my job. I'm going to become a poet. And I went, and you know, you, you mate in it. So you want to back your mate. You dickhead. So I, no, I literally, I did that thing, I went, all right, all right, nice one, bro. Like, you know, good luck with that. Yeah, he's like, yeah, you know, I've always wanted to do it. And I'm like, yeah, sounds great. Put the phone, I went. It's a fucking knob, man. What is he thinking? <laughs> <laughs> like, he's lost the fucking plot. And like, to be fair to him, you know, at 30 odd years old and starting to become a poet when you're not from that world. And, you know, the next thing I know, I'm at the Europa League final listening to Scotty because he's got the official Europa League final UEFA sanctioned poem and he's just smashing it. So, you know, I couldn't be prouder of him. Yeah, man, follow your dreams and all that. And he's certainly done that and he's made it work. 
How the fuck is it? Like, that's not careers. Imagine walking it, especially Scotty. I imagine yeah. Scotty at 40 was like, what be a poet? <laughs> that's what I mean. Like, Chris, he's, he's like, I'm putting bin man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fucking poet, get out of here. Poet. Oh, Shakespeare. Yeah, exactly. Do you know what I mean? But he said when he started doing it, like, he's, people were looking down the nose at him, you know, because he was sort of like new to it all. And you've got all these sort of tofts, basically. Of course you have. Yeah. Has he got a cravat? Yeah, exactly. Fuck no. out of him. And he's talking shit. about football and growing up in Longsight and Levin's and you know what I mean? But it's, you know, it's, it's relatable and yeah, real. Which exactly. Which is why it's become acceptable. Because I think to people like us, poetry is dickheads. Yeah. Reading shit we don't know about and words we've never heard. Exactly. Whereas you listen to Scotty, you make it about yeah. me, nana. Me, me nana calls me cock, which yeah. is just brilliant. If you ever Google me nana calls me cock and it's Scotty's poem um, about Manchester slang and all that from someone who actually knows what they're on When's about. When's his book out? Um, he's finished it. It's out. It's public. I think it's out in the new year. So go and check it out. Me, are you you in that? Aren't you? Yeah, we're in it. Yeah, me. It's my <laughs> hey, perfect. Boil some piss whilst writing a book. Put me in steam it. There you go. <laughs> he wrote a book again on Manchester. Uh, it's got me in it. It's got steam it. It's got people from the Happy Mondays. It's got. Um, he needs to make it an audio book, and he, he needs to read it because it'll be epic. He does. He, he does. Because um, yeah. He's, uh, he's he's interviewed like uh, some great people talking about like the late nights in it to the noise Manchester the music scene the football scene obviously it's where you're coming in um, and just like you know what was going down in Manchester basically because there was a lot happening in this city for a long time and he, he covers it all in his own way as well he's, he is a poet is, when he writes is Dave Aslam the, the DJ? DJ yes DJ I, I found out yesterday he's done a book about and I can't remember the name of it if anyone knows the name of this book please let me know because I heard about this book and I've not had time to Google it yet, but Dave Haslam did a book anyway, basically about the pop culture of Manchester, and he's sort of Manchester, aligned. England. Is that, that what it's called? I read that book about twenty years ago by Dave Haslam called Manchester, England. Could be that, and it's from the fifties to the noughties. No, I think this is just a nineties thing. Right, it might be something different then, because the Manchester, be, England. I, I, it's mainly about the nineties. Like, it might be the same one, but he referenced like the sixties and fifties a little bit. It might be the same book then. Yeah. It's amazing. That book is one of the best books I've ever read. Because he so he brings the football, the music, and he basically yeah, does he say Manchester is the only place all this could happen. Yeah, that is, it sounds it sounds like it is that because I remember reading that Can years ago. I love Dave Aslam. Yeah, I love him. He's proper left wing, and he wears his out on his sleeve about that. Obviously, you, you know, knows everything about the Manchester music scene, our sort of era as well, the nineties. Well, and, he and was noise. literally a hacienda DJ. Yeah, yeah, he's, he is. Yeah, he's, I think it is Manchester. Manchester, England. He's very prominent on Twitter, and he's like he's always taking people to task and just taking the right wing to task. And he's got a lot of opinions which you want to hear, and he also knows what he's talking about because he was there. Do you know what I mean? He's toured. I'm just looking at his Wikipedia. Here. I know Wikipedia is always not accurate, but this is. Um, so he toured with the Stone Roses, New Order, Depeche Mode, Gorillas, Charlatans. Taught music journalism at Salford Uni and lectured at Man Met. And he's curated the uh, exhibition Dreams Without Frontiers. Sorry, at the Manchester Art Gallery. Sounds like Kylie's a, a bit manky. Also, sounds awful. like too much of an expert for this podcast, though. What? On Originally, he's from on Birmingham as well. I didn't realize that. Too much that. of an expert. This no. is usually nonsense on it. Nah, but we, if we want to talk. <laughs> yeah, but we'll get him on here talking about the 1991 Cup and Cup final. Yeah, we yeah. won't ask him anything about. And now that has linked to everything he's ever done. <laughs> Yeah, of course. It yeah. Is. There's no way it's not. There's no I've, way the Hacienda got, and yeah. Rotterdam are not linked, especially yeah. with ecstasy. Exactly. Like, there you go. Done. Exactly. Think about it, bro. Do you know what I mean? Where do you think all these were coming from? Allegedly. <laughs> Rotterdam. <laughs> Why do you think seventy thousand fans went over there? <laughs> well, it's like Why tickets. do you think there's loads of BMWs in Manchester in nineteen ninety two? You dickhead. <laughs> Everyone was working really hard. Yeah, really hard. Yeah. <laughs> 
What's all these tulip boxes about? Shut your dick. <laughs> Mate, <you're>... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Have you ever seen that? What's that film where they go over to Amsterdam and nick a million pills? Uh, Layer cake. Okay. I love that film. I think that's really good. Have you ever seen it? It's a good yeah, in that yeah. one, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? Tom Hardy's in that as well, and there's a few. Mate, everyone's in it. Tom Hardy's done a lot, you know. Is he is he on your list? Do you like Tom Hardy? Yeah? Tom Hardy's top. Yeah, my missus is obsessed with Tom Hardy. Yeah, she loves him. Tom Hardy's but he has done a lot of films, and he's done a lot of good ones as well. He's not like your mate who's done, well, I say your mate, Nick Cage, you mate. Fuck Nick He's Cage. done shit loads and, like, just loads of dross. Tom Hardy's done, like, some bangers. Yeah. But we went to see the worst film he's ever made. Tom Hardy? Yeah. Does he have a starring role in it? He's the. Can I tell you something? And I'm not kidding you. He's the only one in it. Huh? Yeah. I fell asleep. It's called Lock, right, with an E on the end. It's him in his car. There's other voices. He's on speakerphone to people. Driving for two hours. Just done in lockdown by any chance? No. This is the thing. I went to the cinema. My missus said, usually when we used to, when we used to go to cinema, like, we still do now and again. That sounds like the sort of film someone like, what the fuck are we going to shoot? Yeah, no, yeah. It, it is. But <laughs> the thing is, it got mad reviews because it's, like, revolutionary and no one's ever made a film like that. But it is... For me, and I like Tom Hardy, it was a load of shit. It's just him in a car and he's had an affair and the, the person he's had an affair with is having a baby and he's telling his missus about it and he's, he's, it's all this sort of just drama unfolding. Two hours of him in the car? Yeah. Fuck that. I know. Do you know what I mean? It was fucking shit. I'm sorry. Yeah, so I'm not another a big film fan of that one. I was given rave reviews. Go on. Because Go on, let's was... give me your film, right, that everyone loves or has had good reviews that you think shit. Open Water. Right, I like this. Now, I, think, open, I think I've heard you talk about this before. Open Water is the benchmark shit film. It's like the casualty of films. Because Casualty is the benchmark shit teller. See, I disagree on Casualty. Well, you're wrong. Right, right, right. Everyone's doing, entitled to an opinion, doing this but yours again. is wrong. Casualty is awful. We, we did this in front of Danny Simpson the other week. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right, I'm here today. Yeah, Danny like Simpson want. was like, is this right? Is it, are, we, is it, are we live now? <laughs> um, yeah, it's what we do. Open Water is the benchmark for shit films. And it got, because it was revolutionary. Yeah, because most films have got a fucking plot and they're entertaining. So it's revolutionary and I didn't have either of those things. What's it about? What's going on? Basically, you get a bit of boob in the front. It goes way downhill from then. Right. What? So they get on a boat. Right. I think they were doing a bit of scubaing or some shit like that. Oh, the boat yes. leaves. Right. Or what, without sinks. Him? Yeah. Right. I can't remember because it's that bad. It's that, you're barely and then it's just like an hour and a half of them fucking treading water. Shut up. Really? I wish I was joking. What? It's just the worst film ever. Open Water. Right. You Google I, Open Water, worst film ever, and I bet there's loads I, of people who... We'll just go to my the one that reviews. Was, go on. What's on the IMDb? Oscars if it goes more than a four, it can fuck off. Well, bro, Oscars bro. Bollocks. You're not going to like this. 5.8 on IMDb. See, 71% absolutely stroking on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> Audience score is 33%, though. You're glad go. to know. Yeah. Mine go. was mine critics was, pricks. Mine was gravity. It's, it's art. You don't get it. Actually, well, actually, it's mine comparable gravity. to gravity. Yeah, you didn't like gravity. Like, no, that, that was, was all right. yeah. to fucking tears. Mm. And I went in the one that was trying in the traffic center where the seats moved and stuff. Oh, yeah. you know, when you do that, yeah. even that made it boring. My seats moving because they're yeah. moving. And I'm still sat there going. If it wasn't for the seat, I'd be asleep. <laughs> it was horrific. Yeah, I'll be the I, same I, thing. I, I, I'll be honest. I thought. No, was your worst thought? The worst film that everyone loved that I didn't, <coughs> and I'm going to lose you if, 100%. I just... I found Think very th carefully about what you're saying. I found flaws in it, historically, which I didn't like. Yeah? Oh, here we go. And also, I wasn't buzzing off Harry Styles' performance like everyone else was. Dunkirk. And I went to the cinema to see it, and I love Christopher Nolan, and I love my history. I am a massive, like, 
films about real life things are my favorite genre. And I just thought it weren't all that. I'm a bit like, mm. I think it captures what was like in a bit. I way. can't argue with you on that front, but I just thought- you never see the Germans. The only time you see the Germans yeah, is yeah, Tom Hardy, they sort of surround him at the end. Yeah, there's, there's that. And, and that's what- There were moments of tension. The begin at the beginning, where they, they've got the barricades up, or whatever you call them, in the town and the waiting. I get it. There's a lot of tension there. But I thought, you know, I just I just thought, it, in terms of war films, some like Saving Private Ryan was more entertaining. No, I think it perfectly nailed it. Like I mean, you, you I, don't, I knew I'd lose you on this You one. don't see the enemy. Yep. Um, there's periods of waiting around doing fuck all. Yeah. Loads of that. Yeah. I think it- I, think I mean, you're perfect. right on that. I'm obviously take your word for it. I get that, but just you know, as an entertainment film for me, and the way they mixed the, the yeah. But I, again, I thought that again, it got a little bit. I mean, it's just, I'm just bloody stupid. It wasn't in stellar levels. But no, I just thought I was. In it was a fucking a notepad bit. and a guy explaining. I, I much preferred yeah, 1917 as a war film. I know it's obviously the First World War, but I thought that was a really good film from start to finish. Well, that was done in one take, wasn't it? No, it some was of it shot. was. Yeah, yeah, some of it that was one shot. There's like mental. one shot. Have you ever seen? I know it's like. I've not watched the film, but I've seen this the scene. Have you ever seen Atonement, the, the, the three-minute scene on the beaches for Dunkirk? There's just an, uh, a one-take Is that shot. Daniel Craig in there? No, it's um, James McAvoy, Kieran Knightley. It's a bit, and it's not a past street, but there's a scene in it where it's like three and a half minutes or something, of, it might be longer, it might be nine minutes, of like they're on the beaches on Dunkirk, and it's all one shot, one take, and it is amazing. I watched um, All Quiet on the Western Front the other night. Is that any good? I've heard that's got rave reviews. Yeah, it's good. This is the first one I've it. Yeah. Don't spoil it, though, I don't want to know who wins. Because that just ruins it for me. Yeah, it's good. It's, um... What are you shaking your head for? It should be dick. <laughs> it's, um... It's good. It's, uh... I think... I think there's a few films that perfectly encapsulate sort of the human experience of war. And yeah. obviously, I wasn't in World War One. I. I did do a battlefield tour and, and visit the trenches, and obviously you can try and picture what this must be like, but... There's a lot of similarities. And there's also a lot of things that I didn't expect. I've never actually seen a World War One film that's shown combat the way it's shown it. In what way? The fucking carnage of it. Like, yeah. you know, you know, there'll be a surge forward of one line, like the Germans against the French, and it'd be like the Germans would surge forward and they kind of punch through the line a little bit. But then you're surrounded, aren't you? Yeah. And there was there was the angle. So you, you think of trench warfare is just me in a trench shooting at you over there in a trench. And reality was there was a lot of like jibbing across no man's land to try and take bits and you'd be caught in no man's land and then you've got a fight in that and that was never sort of explained to me it was, it was obviously never tactics that we would use in in modern combat and modern military so it was i've never actually seen or or seen a representation of it like 1917 doesn't show it, it just shows a lot of charging yeah. it doesn't ever really show the nitty-gritty of it and and it, you know all quite on the western front there's quite a few raw I'm, bits where it gets the hand-to-hand -hand stuff am i right in thinking it's from the perspective of the Germans, the protagonist is German. Do you end up sympathising with? Let's not forget as well. This isn't the Nazis. Let's just get no, one thing clear. This yeah, is you know First yeah, World War. Because it's, it's um, a German soldier who's it's like a 16, 17 year old lad. Yeah, they've, they've all got the bravado, which you know the British, the French, all of the the kids that sort of joined up for the the patriotism patriotism reasons. Yeah, um, because it's an adventure. Yeah, I think um, it shows you him getting to the front line. Um, it shows how. Officers just treat you like a dick. Uh, it was a lot of it was for the glory of the nation, but it's a lot of bollocks. Yeah. And there's no spoiler alert in this, I don't think, but um, it's in the lead up to Armistice Day, which is obviously today. Yeah. Pure coincidence. Um, and how one of the German generals wanted his father and grandfather were both um, generals that won, I think, in France. 
weirdly, in different battles. Yeah. And he's like, I'm fucking 50-odd-year-old. I've, I've not had a victory in France, so basically, fuck Armistice. We will attack until 11 o'clock. Really? So loads of them die. And oh. And this is the day of... Yeah. It's over. And it's right up until... It's, the final whistle, if you like. It's like Wilfred Owen, obviously. He died after Armistice, didn't he? Because there were still some people who didn't know. The, of course the, there was. Yeah, yeah, so they were fighting, obviously, the I famous poet. Carnage to be like, right, Wolf listen, we'll, we'll fuck this war off, but Friday at 11. Yeah. And, like, <laughs> obviously, still, there were still people. And Wilfred Owen was one of those that died. And, obviously, he was famous for his anti-war poet, who's yeah. despite being a soldier. I remember sort of makes it sort of more poignant. Yeah, I try and think, especially as I was watching it this week, and obviously it's in my head with the walks and stuff I'm doing. Yeah. Um, and, obviously, you know, Remembrance Sunday being a big thing and that trying to put myself in the position of like, they've just blown final whistle. You just, I've literally just been trying to kill you. Yeah. And now we're all just milling around at the end. Cause like there's, there's jobs to do. Yeah. Like as soon as like final whistles called, we've got to start burying bodies and they start getting tags. Like it's fucking mayhem. It's it's so horrendous, isn't it? Like how mm. people can just detach themselves from that. Like the, the some of the officers you mentioned. So, I think World War Two was fucking cool. Yeah. If we're talking about like Hollywoodizing it, World War Two had the best baddies. Yeah. It was like a, a variety of different sort of combat terrains and theaters. It was fucking awesome. We had yeah. planes. We had fucking paratroopers. World War One was just a fucking meat grinder of humans. Yeah. It was no uh, nothing uh, good uh, about it. And also, you, you know, I know. Obviously, some and joke. actually, the, the the protagonist wasn't this fucking evil empire. No, it was just a lot of dickheads. Like you're my mate, but he's your mate, and he's his mate, yeah. and I'm his mate, and then be, this guy shoots a guy in Sarajevo, and the fucking twenty million people need to die. It's mad, yeah, because I was watching that thing on. I was watching that Royal Mob, which is a. It's on. I think the History Channel, and it's about Queen Victoria's grandkids, and that's like Kaiser Wilhelm. Yeah, basically um, all of Europe. Yeah, all of Europe, and now like, like you saying, Archduke Franz Ferdinand gets shot. Austria attacks Serbia, Serbia's tied with Russia, and there's all this thing, oh, well, they won't kill each other, they're all cousins and all that, they just all go for it. And it's like, next thing you know, 20 million dead, and that internally to World War II, in a way. Because of the restrictions placed upon um, Germany at the Treaty of Versailles. Well said, and then um, Hitler used that to rise to power, and then you've got another in World War, which kills even more, and it's mad how, it, you know, you've got these select group of people, almost sat around a table, like, you go like, just wiping off millions of people like, without a care in the fucking world. It's sick. I did a battlefield tour um, when I was in basic training and um, there was like a cafe there and they've got like what all the walls behind like a bit of glasses, all of like the cap badges and belt buckles and tobacco tins and razors and things like that. Yeah. Just like personal effects of all of the, that were just found in the dirt around this place. And uh, the cafe's built here. There's a car park, there's a bit of a wood around it. And then there's two, I think there was a, a red line and a black line, I think it was. And then as you're going on the tour, the guy goes, okay, so uh, this is where the line was. Yeah. 1914. And uh, that's where the line was in 1918. 300,000 people died here for that's like seven feet. That's like Blackadder. Have you seen Blackadder? Where he goes, this is, this is our progress or whatever. This is how much we've advanced. Yeah. What's the scale? Let's go to, and he goes, no, one, no, this is one it. to one. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, that's mad. Like, sorry, someone's asked about chats. Loads of people in the chats. I'll get to some chats because obviously we've been talking about, loads of people talk about films and war films. Um, John Hemingway, Saving Private Ryan, Rush, Rashvan Hergeshev says, Band of Brothers is GOAT. Oh, um, Clay and M says Band of Brothers is the best war series, movies, TV series ever. Ever. Do you, do you agree with that? Ever, it's unbelievable. Um, 
Yeah, Kay Buckley says, or Kay Buckley, there's a Japanese soldier on Iwo Jima still thinks the war's on. There was loads of them, wasn't there? I know he's joking there, but... There, there was a guy that they found in the 70s, didn't they? They had to go and find his old commander. He was a guy in his alive, like 90s by the time, yeah. Tell him. Like, listen, mate, it's game over. I know. And he's like, are you sure? Um, yeah. Could be, it could be a trap. Amir Gokale says, boys, a question. Have you seen Blackadder Goes Forth and why is it so underrated? It's underrated because it uses the very dark reality of what war was and manages to create comedy from that darkness without uh, demeaning it, which yeah. is an incredible skill. Like Rowan Atkinson's a genius. He is. So is Richard yeah. Curtis as well, one of the writers. You're right. And that final episode. Stephen Fry. Yeah, where they're going over the top. He says, I've got a plan. He says, oh, you know what? And then they go. And it's like, that's so sad and poignant. Yeah, throughout it, it's so funny. It's funny because he's managed to, for those who've not seen it, basically he's a, a captain. I think. Yeah, captain. And he out. manages to fucking not go over the top. Yeah. For the whole thing. Yeah, just, he's just getting out of it. Yeah. Every way he can, you know. All and the final one is, stuff. he goes over the top. Yeah, and he that, just, it just ends. That's it. And it's like, oh, mate, it's so sad. Uh, Alex Buckingham says, sorry to bring up football chat, but he's, you know, <laughs> he's, he's got a super chat and he's a member of the first team for 25 months. So thanks for all your support, Alex. <laughs> Are we ready to call Ganacho the second coming of football god yet? Sorry for the football question, but come on. He's just something fucking else, lads. It's pretty good that Argentina have finally had a good player come through, innit? I mean, for yeah, years and years and years, the, 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 the poor well, Alex, South American they've got cousins. Two, haven't they? In my mind, yeah. yeah. They've never had any. Any. There was some of the flat to deceive. Rowe and Heinze were all right. Ish. Do you know what I mean? Vron was okay. He's oh, yeah, but, sorry, I forgot about Vron was, was okay, all right. Yeah. Other than well, that. outside of that, what have they had? Nothing. Just, you know, the rest of South America's laughing at them. Yeah, it's bad, isn't it? I feel so, for him, but now maybe Ganacho. Yeah. They can pin the ropes on him. a bit of time, though. Just, they need to not... We need to, obviously, it looks unbelievable, but I just don't think he's... You need to not have him... You need to not be in the position where he has to start and he has to be the main man. <laughs> You need to be able to take him out and not play him for a few weeks and just... Do you, do you get more excited by Ganacho than you did when other players burst on the team? Like Rashford, I'm trying to think, Mason, Greenwood, or is it the same, same summer thing? Because those uh, players, when they burst on the scene, there was like, wow. There think, was a lot of hype with Mason. Yeah. yeah, there's a lot of it with Mason. But I think with Ganacho, I think there's this... Not same as Cristiano, but there's that similar arrogance where he knows how good he is. And I think that's hurt him. The confidence on the pitch is insane. Yeah, I think that's hurt him. I think that probably has <clears> hurt <throat> him early doors. I think there was, that's probably why he didn't start. I think maybe well, you, got too big we, for we it. Said that, we said, and it was, it's the worst kept secret in football was that he was late for two yeah. meetings. And like, I think... And supposedly a bit of a wedge in training as well. Well, really? Not yeah. taking training too soon. Right, but so... I, think that, I don't know if that was meant to be public. Well, I think you need well, a Well, it is that. now. Thanks for that, Steve. <laughs> exclusive there. We'll get that clips up and on Twitter. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I didn't put it out. Yeah. So. <laughs> I love it when you say things like that. I love it. Well, it's I mean, Anthony's not... He's forgot that one was in a group chat. Anthony's a bit older. <laughs> but it's good to have a couple of wingers there that fancy themselves and just go, I do what, I'll do I'll do fucking you're meant 14 to have wingers, you know what I loved as well when he, when he set up that goal from McTominay he turned and was like that. yeah that's <laughs> it, it was his like goal. me yeah. fucking me I love all that. that and he was giving and it all out to the crowd I love yeah. that do you know what I mean because he is mint the thing is, so embrace it but the thing is at the minute you look at you look at what city you've got and the amount of they've got a lot of overrated good players. young dross but that they've got the thing there, is, unlike us but they don't, the problem is they don't need to play him yeah. Yeah. and that's what we're in the position now where we have to play Garnacho every week fucking good like McAtee, McAtee. Nah, do you know what? Well, I'm point. joking before it's all, the, all these, fans get all on these players. I know like, got. McAtee's a player. I know his dad McAtee. I, yeah, nah, I know Cole Palmer is. They don't need to play him at the minute. Yeah. 
Well, they haven't known. They can either look him in or that's it. Look at Phil Foden's career trajectory, right? Everyone was ribbing him or taking him out of City when he was getting two minutes, three minutes, five minutes. You need a bit you know, of that. But you need, yeah. And, we, and meanwhile, we were running Marcus Rashford into the ground, playing him every position you can think of, yeah. playing him when he's injured, playing him when he's knackered, and then moaning at him when he doesn't perform to the expectations that all the fans demand. Then we had, <clears throat> further down the line, you have Anthony Langer, who somehow, despite the fact he had a decent start, plays 20-odd games in a row, <coughs> when you can see the poor kid's shot. I yeah. think the ceiling of Alanga was... Like, come on. It's how yeah. not to run youngsters. Yeah. I, I think when Alanga ends up going to a new club, I'm not even sure it'll be in the Premier League. That's the sad thing, and it's not his fault. But no, I just think his yeah. level is... Yeah. He's a professional footballer, yeah. absolutely, but yo, is he first choice in the Premier League? I'm, I'm not sure he is. Well, Whereas you look at Ganacho's ceiling... Yeah, but he's even, not even had a chance to develop Alanga either. No, he, he hasn't. He came into I the first team. And I remember, right I remember Dave Prick going, he's going to cut in off the right and score these goals. Yeah. And you're like, he's yeah, not even been able to. Not just is, that, he's not been able to do that because he's had to play. And because he's a, a good <clears> lad who does a job, and I, I think I put I was doing an eleven before. I wouldn't surprise me if he starts on the weekend because he's going to have either Lindelof or Malassia behind him, mm. and you know he's going to put a shift in. You know what you're going to get out of him, and that's what. He's had to work on for the past few months. He's had to work on the reason you're in the team is because you're going to graph for me. Not been able to do what like Ganacho doesn't come in the team and gets to be out gets to he just gets to express himself. Yeah, Alanga yeah, brought to the, the team as a reliable head. Yeah. You don't want Alanga coming to the team at 21 having to be the reliable head that tracks back. That's not what you want youngsters doing. You want but them coming in and being the one in the front three who can fuck about and try and score us some goals. To break into being a regular first team player, you've got to have looked. Re- Ridiculous as an under 18. Yeah. And Alanga didn't. He just looked good. Yeah, yeah. And that's the problem. If you look good at under 18, <coughs> you're going to Who looked better under 18s him or Marcus? Was Marcus better than him? Alanga? Marcus by all day. Marcus was Marcus was, a given Marcus though? Because I remember you said, were you no, saying you weren't the, sure if he was going to. No, there was. I did an article in about 2015. I remember when me and you first did a thing, you were talking and about I said, Marcus Al. There were six names on it. There was Marcus Rashford, Fosu Mensah, Angel Gomez, Matt Bin Cal Whelan, right. Tuan and Fosu Mensah, if I've not already said it. No, you said Fosu Mensah. All right, calm gripping then. Right, I thought um, So it was those six. Yeah. Um, and obviously, the the one that stuck around at United yeah. is um, is Marcus. And I think what I said to him at the time is, look, the pace is unbelievable. He needs to take a breath before he finishes. I think that was roughly the sort of synopsis of, of Marcus. Fosu Mensah could have done anything. He got injured. Not happened. Tuan Zabi could have done anything. Got injured. It's not happened. Um... Callum Gribbin, attitude and, and, you know, let's just say behavioural attitude of, of what's cost him. Angel didn't really get a fair shake of it. He's doing bits now in France. He's had to cut around and, and go around there. But he was always going to be someone that matured a lot later because the guy's built like a child. Yeah. So it's no shot. I mean, one out of six actually making it and playing 100 games for United, scoring 100 goals for United. Mm. That's a That's, big success. That is a big success. And this is the nature of the beast as well, youngsters. Do you know what I mean? It, yeah, you're going to need 10 to find yeah. one. How many youngsters actually break in at the first team? United have got a quite a good record of it, but m- by and large, most youngsters think, don't make it. No. Like 90%. Mark, of them uh, sorry, uh, Mason looked otherworldly. Yeah. So you knew that was going to happen, and, yeah. and he, he could probably translate to the first team. Garnacho looked otherworldly. So you think, well, he'll probably get given an opportunity. Colby Maynard looks otherworldly at the minute, but you've got to be so far ahead of the pack. To, to find yourself. Because you th- you've got to think of how good you have to be to end up having a career like someone like 
Paddy McNair, who's now a championship player. How good you had to be at 18 to think Louis van Gaal is going to gamble on me and play me at centre half. You need for United. to. I've said this to you. And before. then you end up at Middlesbrough, and that's a good. That's a you, very you, good result. There's a bit in fever pitch, and I know Nick Hornby's not everyone's cup of tea, and he's a sort of plastic Arsenal. Everyone fan. watching this doesn't know who he is. Nick Hornby wrote Fever Pitch, <laughs> right? So it's a book that was turned into a film with in Colin Firth in the 90s, yeah, before, you know, the invention of anything. Um, but there's a chapter on it about Gus Caesar. Now, Gus Caesar played a few times for, you, for Arsenal, and in the League Cup final, I think in 1987, he went to clear the ball and he missed it so badly that he fell over and Luton scored and, then lost league, and Arsenal lost the League Cup final and he basically never played for him again. Now, he got hammered as being rubbish, but Nick Hornby makes the point of he will have been the best at his school, the best at his county, the best in the youth team. You know, he's in England's under-21s. He's playing for Arsenal's first team when he's 20. Do you know what I mean? He would have been the best on the pitch at every level up until he gets into Arsenal's first team and then it all goes disastrously wrong for him. So that is the point he's making is like, these are players that you look at and go, I went to school with him. He was amazing. Like, I, oh, I played, I played against him once for, for me county. He ran the show. The, they're unreal. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, that level at the top is so high that there was a man all those things and not that make would it. play for school, score eight goals. Yeah. He was in the same youth team as Wayne Rooney. Didn't make it, right? Yeah. And he was like, it was like playing with R9 in your team <laughs> when, when you played for Did school. he make you look good when you just hit a hopeful ball and you get on the end of it and bang it, it in was you go, unbelievable. With that I saw him pissed up once playing for the Jolly Carter in Drawsden years. Let's a scaffolding now. And it, I saw him absolutely steamboated. Uh, it was a sort of an attacking midfielder like Gaza, a little bit stocky, unbelievable Big sort of like body strength balance just fucking wave past people and just scored goals left right scored four goals on his city debut um in the reserves right um fucking unreal didn't make it not played a single pro game so that's that's <laughs> that, mate sad in it but <clears throat> happens yeah. so many do you know what i mean i think you've got some messages out before we run out we do go on it's, we've got another sponsor for today's podcast and it is our friends at manscape it is never too early to play holiday music. I'm glad Steven? you're saying these things. Come on, I want to I'll do this bit, you. and then you can yeah, do the waffling bit. Uh, and it's never too early to start thinking about gifts, dear. Are you thinking about gifts for Christmas Look now? Look at him, he's already sending some gifts there. Not yet. He's Whether it's for a website. friend or friends in your pants, you can make the season to be jolly with Manscaped. Do your little drummer boy a favour and use the lawnmower 4.0 to avoid another silent night in the bedroom. Then add Manscaped's... <laughs> Top of the line shower products to have people thinking, all I want for Christmas is you. It's November and we're doing Santa stuff. Santa cares about his sack and so should you. Look nice when you get naughty to go by going to manscaped.com and use code Housen for free shipping and 20% off. Because we've all been there, haven't we? We started using Manscaped and it's changed things for us, hasn't it? Because there's Change no more and it's getting your scissors out in the bathroom or getting the candles out because you can't see what you're doing. Not when you've got the lawnmower 4.0. Not when you've got the LED light with the 4000K technology. Not when you've got the anti-chafing boxer briefs or you've got the ball reviver, crop toner. Got shampoo and toner. conditioner now. Too shampoo and conditioner. You've got Sorry, everything Jay. there. I'll tell you what, it is Christmas in my pants Thanks to Manscaped. Yeah. So make sure you are using the code Housen. Go and check them out. You've got the plat Platinum Package 4.0. There is no better gift to give anyone than making Literally, your listen, balls fuckers, better. You're like, I don't know what to buy this bloke in my life. Getting ball trimmers. Yeah. At least it's going to make for an interesting Christmas dinner. <laughs> Did you know uh, Be funny Jay bought it. me some ball trimmers for Christmas? Yeah. Like, ah, what? <laughs> sack yeah. Of, your sack's a sack of shit. Yeah. Exactly. 20% <laughs> off, free shipping. Use the code Housen even. 
Manscaped.com. There's a link in the description. <laughs> Your balls and anyone you give that gift to Christmas on, no. for. And anyone like you teabag on a regular basis, well, yes. thank you. Get That's your jingle good. balls ready for the holidays. That's there, what you there. there you go. Get there you go. Don't, don't say it there. It's all you just made that up. See it there. It says it there. <laughs> We're going to talk a little bit about football. Andrew A, not, not yet. Help we're gonna, uh, Andrew A's we'll asking questions. It's so rude. So There's rude. a super chat here. All right, come on. Get I don't know. You're God. the you I told you about having him on here. I, I told you. Hey. Andrew A, if you can let me get his super chat out. God, oh Sorry, Andrew. Says, love to hear Steve's thoughts on Generation Kill. Oh, my God. I think I told you to watch it. You did. It's, I've not done it yet. I will do. I'm sorry. It's on my list. fucking brilliant. Much in the sort of same vein as Dunkirk, but... Like Dunkirk's done very, very cinematic. Yeah. Generation Kills a bit more of like a chainsaw fucking rock music kind of vibe where I think it's a, a bit like Band of Brothers. I think it's eight or ten episodes, about an hour long each. Oh, yeah. Um, basically, it's a, a Marine recon unit on the invasion of Iraq, constantly looking to try and get into the fight, which I, I totally understand and empathize with the the sort of attitude of like, it's going off. Listen, soldiers, think like footballers. You train your entire life, you want to make a debut. You want to get out there. You want to get some trigger time. You want to just fucking get, get amongst it. And war, unfortunately, isn't always like that. And especially that invasion. People are like, they would have thought they were here for a couple of weeks, maybe. Yeah. And then it's like, I didn't get a chance. Is, is, was that your thoughts? Um, you know, did you, I know you did obviously see combat, but were you keen to get involved? Or was there any element of you that's like... Oh, man, a fucking a million percent. Right. Every single soldier that signs up wants to get amongst wants to it. Get amongst yeah. it. Yeah, there's you, none of that you, like... you go through the entire training. You're probably brainwashed to a certain extent mm. to want to do it. Yeah, so of course you do. Um, but yeah, Generation Kill is unreal. It's It encapsulates, you know, people have made mistakes. You know, is that fucking incoming or outgoing? Is that friendly? Like, all of the shit that Hollywood never really sort of touches on it touches on. You know, the lads have made their own porta potties so they can have a shit in the field, like out of old ammo boxes and, you know, we haven't got enough oil for the fucking guns and just real basic nonsense. I think it got like quite an ordinary reception amongst the general public and was worshipped by anyone who served. Really? That's a good, that's a good endorsement. Go and check out Generation Kill. Fucking mint, honestly. Um, before we wrap up, we've got some Football stuff. Questions. Give us some more questions. All right, all right. Questions get your hands off this. Jesus fucking Christ. Ask you a question, Steve. What did you make of people? Boo there was some dickheads booing Ashley Young last night. What they, were they, they were in the minority. No, no, they were in the minority because it was a minority. Somehow they've got more press than the fact that he got a standing ovation. He did get a standing ovation. But they were... Steve and his mate... Right, <laughs> so let's not amplify it. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I just think just because of his mate booing that are ridiculous. Ashley Young getting a standing ovation, he wasn't that good. No, but I'm, booing I, I, him. I, I, what are we I, doing? I don't mind him getting. A standing I don't really I like booing. Like I take the piss out of booze. I because it sounds like I got mooed. It sounds like being mooing. But it's it's yeah. fucking shit. That that video that Lee's found when the five one down or whatever Ellen Road and he's going. <laughs> oh, that one went silent on Sky. Hang on, shut up, shut up. Yeah, can we get rid of this absolutely disgraceful behaviour at football, please? I mean, yeah, I'm sure you're entitled to your opinion and fuck it. If you want to boo someone, boo someone. For me, it's just like, what are you doing? Do you think that was the best cross he did? It's fucking good. Best cross he's done in... I was so... There were so many things I wanted to tweet. It's a good job he got took off because he was going to get sent off. Like, because let's have it right. Yeah, 
half of it is the fact that we're not that bothered because we were winning or we're drawing and we're, you know, we're about to win. Does he not deserve a bit of acknowledgement? Played over I 250 think, games for yeah. Manchester United. Won the title, won the FA Cup, won the Europa League. I'm not saying I he's... Think not getting into this one with you again. I'm just saying, I'm not doing are. it. I think you are. Like, I'm not. <laughs> Sounds like you are. We've done this for 10 years. <laughs> I, I physically can't do it anymore. Um, but does he not deserve it? I think he was... I've seen... I have, and you'll disagree. Wasn't, he, seen, wasn't he paid? Yeah, well, what more I, know, I think does he want? Right. I think what happened was, there's a few dickheads started booing. Do we owe him money? Like, no, he's A few people started booing. Slate's clean. And then everyone decided, oh, we have to go over, over and beyond it. That was and all that happened with going, me and him. I would be like, Ashley Young was all right. Didn't really play that bad. And people were like, what? He was man of the match. I'd be like, no, it wasn't man of the fucking match. No, right. And then you're they, so before full, you know yeah. it, now you're in an argument with 90 right. people on Twitter. How dare you people. talk about sort of um, deflecting, right? Oh, me and you got into someone once. You said he was shite there. And I said, he's just got man of the match. And then you unleashed the fucking hordes, all your minions on me. And I ended up cancelling my evening plans to stay in and argue on Twitter with people while you ducked out the conversation and went about your life. <laughs> Sounds like a you problem, that Jay. It does. Well, it was a you problem. That's you got what got I'm you, shit. You weren't even asked because you'd long left that, that <laughs> chat. And I was still dealing with it. Um, I think there can be a little bit of Zero out of 11. He's zero out of 11. Um, what did you did you give him a standing ovation? Uh, well, uh, or an ovation? Yeah, because yeah, stood up higher. Yeah, yeah. The TRA. Yeah, no choice. It's yeah. fine. Yeah, just <laughs> clapping. Like, clapping, but he just. I would say stand up if you ate glazes. It's not like going to sit yeah. down higher. <laughs> You're like, I'm, but I'm eating my pie. Get up, your dick. <laughs> oh. uh, just <laughs> sat down. <laughs> it's a good job he got took off Ashley Young because he was going to stand up if you ate the glazes. Only time I sit down's half time, you fucking helmet. Yeah, I think it's good to see those, those that are sitting down and getting on it. Yeah, and I like the fact, I love hearing anti Glazer stuff when we're winning as well. Because this narrative of, oh, United fans only moan when they're, when they're losing. Yeah, like we moaned when we were the champions of well, the Premier League. Stop listening to talks, pro yeah, yeah. yeah, that's a good point. That's well made. Uh, Clayton M, who's been a member of the first team for 28 months, says two up front, Rashford and Tony behind Sancho, Bruno, and Anthony Casemiro holding. Would that work? That's almost my predicted 11, that lad. Um, do you reckon we could do that? 4-4-2, styling. I may have gone with something similar with that because this is going to play a low block. Um, I, 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 look, I think Bruno on the right-hand side is an option. I think you, know, you I think it'd be Marshall and could be Rashford as well. Yeah, um, and I think even just even if it's not rigid like that and it's a bit fluid. A bit fluid. Um, just before <coughs> we go, let's just talk briefly because it will, you know, this Roy Keane thing and Wayne Rooney. Wait, what's happened? Right. Roy Keane said about Ronaldo, Cristiano Ronaldo, not Ronaldo Brown. Um, I will still try and defend him. I think he's human being. He's got flaws. He feels frustrated. He's not being properly getting opportunities out enough. He's walked down the tunnel, obviously, at the Spurs game. I think players have done a lot worse things at Man United. I think it happens. It's human nature. We won't, yeah, we'll need to go in the rest of that. If you're in Roy Keane's circle of trust, yeah. you're getting defended like yeah. he used to play. If you're outside of Roy Keane's circle of trust, you're getting booted like he used to play. And I think that's probably the crux of this. What do you make of this then? The, the Rooney thing? Because Rooney's saying the things he has done since the start of the season are not acceptable. I've seen Roy defend him, but he wouldn't have accepted that. Not at all. It's a distraction which United don't need at the moment. So what, what do you make of that? Is it a bit of a sort of Interesting fair that enough? not told the party line that a lot of the ex-players uh, are sort of trotting out. Yeah. Did um, I see some stuff this week of Rooney being at Carrington a bit more? Yes. In a United tracksuit. Oh, yes, I think he's only been in, he's been invited by Ten Hag, yeah. Which is interesting to see him uh, for that doing as well, that. and to, for for that to come out this week and then that to be said. Look, I think I think he's spot on with that. I think you're right as well, though. Keane's just gonna back everyone that he likes, and that's and Ronaldo Look, is the way Keane is with one. Fergie. Honestly, it breaks my heart. It's like watching your family fucking yeah, go at each other. 
Um, but on the flip side, he'll defend Brian Clough till the cows come home. Do you know what I mean? He won't have a bad word said about Cluffy, will he? You know, Cluffy got relegated in Keaton's last season. He don't care. He's like, what? No. Yeah, he's like, the greatest <laughs> man he's ever played for is Brian Clough. I'm like, well, Fergie won everything with you. He's like, I don't care. Yeah. Brian Clough. You got relegated under this one and won the lot under that yeah. one. What's your point? Yeah. Like, that uh, is... I no, get that. No, I get, no further questions, Your Honour. I get that with Roy Keane. There is an element oh, of that. And yeah, when he makes his mind up, forget it. Yeah, yeah. And, stubborn, you know... The most stubborn. Oh, the is. most stubborn. Yeah, the most stubborn of the most. I still think, though, the treatment of Roy Keane was a disgrace. An utter disgrace. All right, Drogba. No, yeah, it's a disgrace, fucking disgrace. No, but it, like, he said some nasty things on MUTV, so they sacked him. No, what happened is... Go on then, you they, know far more than I do, obviously. They clearly, like, and anyone that was watching in 2004, 2005, Roy Keane was done. That's what I mean, though. They used it as an excuse they to get did. rid of him. That's it. Yeah. That's why I think it's a That's, disgrace, because yeah. he deserves so much better. Yeah. You didn't go to Brian Robson halfway through the 93, 94 season. Probably don't need you as much now, Robbo. We're sacking you. Wait, what did you just say? Yeah. You can't say that to him. Yeah, you you're off. Pop. No, but you know I, mean? I think that Roy Keane... Here's the thing. Roy Keane, and there's been a lot of talk that this is what Cristiano Ronaldo's like. I've not seen any evidence this is what Cristiano Ronaldo's like, so I'm yeah. not going to say it, but there has been talk that Ronaldo is toxic and this, that, and the other. No one's come out and said that. The only thing that any of the players have actually said is like, yeah, we're all just trying to fucking listen to what he says and learn off him and this, that, and the other. So I don't fully believe that that's the case. But I can imagine a Roy Keane that ain't playing is a bad thing to have in a training and ground. Especially as in that time as well, you'd gone through that signings of Veron that didn't quite work. You would, had Carrick just about, got, well, Carrick no, was Carrick's next. No, nah, Carrick, Carrick was 2006, I think. You're, then, you're bringing in these players and the midfield is... He's bringing Cleberson. You've got stuff. Cleberson in there, Jemba Jemba, and then your lads you're bringing through with Darren Fletcher who, look, ended up being a very good player, but at first was... You know, yeah, Richardson's in there. Like, um, Liam Miller, God rest him. Yeah, there was the, the standard wasn't there, so, so Keane was grumpy, probably right. A grumpy Roy Keane would Keane have been was right. I, like, I understand that. I'm not, dis I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not disagreeing with any of that, but my point is, you don't sack him. You've signed him as on contract. So you want to let him go in the summer, let him go in the summer. You don't just fire him halfway but, through. But at the same time, pretty, I think they probably thought he was too toxic to keep. At the same time, with that young squad. Fergie's just gone there going, remember that lad who used to run the show? He's not here anymore. I run the show. Gone. So straight away... He got rid of Beckham in shit circumstances. Yeah. It's the one flaw in Fergie, I think. But that's what made him successful as well. I think that... I think there's the flaw... He acted too fast rather than too late. Yeah. That probably paid off. Like, getting Cantona when we did, when... Dion Dublin's broke his leg. He ain't dead. Yeah. Like, but, yo, he's broke his leg. Get me a striker. Yeah, Like, acting too quick... Has had negative connotations at times, but it, it probably, like Al said, was probably a massive driver in why he was successful. Mm. Because look at some of the, the teams that you've seen around and, and try to compete with Fergie. They ripe and they rot. You never really saw that with Fergie. The only time was when Jose came in and, and upset the apple cart. But you look at our signings around that time, they weren't great. No. You know, like you said, this is the, the Cleberson, the, the, you lose Roy Keane, yeah. you've sort of got the hangover of the treble that you know, he's trying to shake that out of the legs a little bit. I think that for all of the those sort of negative connotations, acting quick was the reason that Fergie was able to win something and immediately start moving towards the next thing. Like, we win the treble, we win three back-to-back, -back, which still hasn't been done um, by an English team with a European Cup. Um, and we're immediately trying to transition into a new way of playing. We, you know, we go straight out and buy fucking Verona and Van Nistelrooy and, and Rio and then Rooney and then Ronaldo, and you're like, Jesus fucking Christ, like... We ain't messing about it. Yeah. And I think that was one of the positive traits of Fergie. No, I, I get you. I get what you're saying. And, you know, you need that edge. Yeah, you need that. Look at 95. 
You just win, yeah. win the league, win Mark the double. Hughes. We miss out on it by a goal. Right, you look going fuck off. Yeah, lose the final and, like you say, miss out on it by a goal in the league and you get rid of your, one of your most experienced strikers, your, Unbelievable one of your best midfielder who's underrated for me. And Kinchelski. I think Kinchelski's the only one who sort of forced the issue a little bit. But certainly, instant, and I don't think Spike, I don't know about Spike, but instant, and he was told, you, know, just, you can go. 12-year-old Steve, just, or 11 was it been? 12, 11 or 12-year-old Steve being 15. flabbergasted. Yeah. Like... Mike Hughes has gone. That's someone's good point here. Court star says, yep, yep, Stan was his mistake, but you take the many wins for the few losses. Yeah. And I think Fergie admitted it with Stan. So that was it. He's the only one he has admitted it. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. a mistake, but do you then be able to get Vidic, Rio, and and would have been PK until he fucked off as your three centre-halves with Stan still lingering about? One of them maybe doesn't come in. And I, don't one think he, I don't think he buys, buys Blanc. No. You might have seen Stan and Rio. Which would have been ridiculous. Mate, I, I still think that. I imagine that. Jesus Christ. Christ, that would have been unreal. You know what I mean? You don't need a keeper. <laughs> Just honestly, pick 11 outfield players. Just go check the rules. Yeah, do we have we to have a keeper? Yeah, we don't really need one. Because no, no that, I mean, yeah, like that's not going to be a thing. Fuck it. That would have been ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. Just just John, John O'Shea can't. Yeah, you're playing Shea, uh, John O'Shea. Um, what's this? Sorry, I've missed that now. Someone said. Man United Chauvin, I play football manager and I'm leading the league. I also created myself and Jay as players, you know. Um, <laughs> if you see me at eight aside, son, you won't be doing that. Um, before we wrap up, we've got an event in Dublin on the 30th of December. Um, there's a link in the chat with Chucky. We're getting Chucky. And I know you're on the case here about getting Chucky on the brew regularly. And we're going to do that. And we're going to work on him when we're in Dublin on the 30th of December. So go and check out the link. I've just put in the chat for that as well. Because it'd be us, it'd be me, Steve, Maka. Adam McCullough. Are we taking an act with us as well? A what? An act. I don't know about that. Yet. No. Well, there is an act there. There will be an act, but then there'll be us four. Don't we have an, an opening act? Sort of. We'll be dealt with. Yeah. All, we know, all you need to know. Some secretive. All you need yeah. to know, right? You've got me, Stephen Allison, Adam McCullough, Joe Smith. Is it Eva Mendes doing burlesque? Yes. Possibly. Oh, yes. Brian McClare. <laughs> Go and check out a link in the uh, in the chat that I've just put in there. If you can get to Dublin or you're in Dublin on the 30th of December, uh, what are you up to this weekend? Uh, we're playing top of the league tomorrow. Oh, where are you in the league? Fifth with four games in hand, but it'll still four be four, games in hand. Still be four games in hand after this weekend. Hopefully, when we get three points off these, which means that if we win our games in hand, uh, we go three clear. So uh, big in the last few. Basically, if we put these away tomorrow, we'll have beat first, second, and third in the last four weeks. Wow, that's impressive. And like I said to the boys a month ago, we're going to know if we're full of shit or not in the next month. And um, we've been playing pretty well. Performances have been good. There's been a lot of control in them. Um, had to come from behind last week after conceding from a fucking set. But keeper shouts, keepers! And I missed it. I'm glad. To, the good thing is, though, the important thing is, though, you've forgiven him for it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> as I can tell. Uh, Mr. Bagley, what are you up to this weekend? How many comedy shows are you going to? No, uh, no not this weekend. Pathetic. No, I'm not going this weekend. I'm trying to get Peter K tickets tomorrow. Well, that's good luck with that. Yeah, good luck. You and the fucking rest of the world. I know. It's Joe, I'm more surprised at that. I thought he was dead. I there was loads something. of rumours. Yeah, going there was some was shady rumours going around, but he's not. He's back with a vengeance. Great oh, way to introduce You don't know him. that. It might be a hologram. That is a very good point, that. I saw a two pack. You he saw. He was a hologram. Was it or was it though? Was he real? I think he was. All right. Ooh, you never know. Yeah. So um, that's my Saturday. Trying so to you sat on Tintinet trying to get Peter K tickets. You know what, I'd say get us one. But don't bother. No, I've got, I've got you the Bert Crash. Not Bert Crash. Tom Segura ones. <laughs> Didn't get you the Bert Crash ones. You get them yourself. 
Yeah, if anyone's after, uh, loads of them lot are coming fucking doing America, aren't they? Yeah. Listen, if you're watching, Ian Edwards, get your shit together. There's actually a lot of very good comedians that United fans that watch. Shout out Kay Kurd. I think he's just announced a tour, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah. Kay Kurd watches us, I think. Kay, uh, email us and we'll fucking throw Oh, yeah, Ishan's doing one. Ian Edwards, I was texting him going like, why is all of your mates coming to England? Because like, he's mates with Joe Rogan and Tom and all of these lot. I was like, why are all these lot coming to England? You're from fucking England. Come do a fucking tour, man. <laughs> He normally like so he was like support for when Joe Rogan what a show that would have been as well Joe Rogan and Dave Chappelle oh God shut damn up. and he was shut the, up, he was really met Dave Chappelle didn't he the week yeah just he randomly was, in that club in Liverpool he, just, he rocked up at Hot Water he was doing a show in Liverpool. He just rocked up at that Hot Water comedy club on a, on oh my a, God he did, imagine just being he in did the two club hours. He did two hours. Yeah, you're just thinking just like wall to wall weird scousers. Yeah, and Dave, the greatest comic comedian oh. ever. It's got to be a look like that, isn't it? Yeah. Can't, that's, like, Dave Chappelle's just come on at a local comedy store in Liverpool. That's mad. No, he's not. You lying yeah, dickhead. Yeah, you know the mad thing about that was that Ronaldo had said he, Ronaldo Brown had gone on the Monday. He was like, <laughs> I went to this comedy thing in Liverpool. You might have heard it. And I said, yeah, yeah, it's the big comedy club. So Ronaldo's not got a girlfriend who lives in Liverpool. Right. <laughs> and he went to, he took a, he took this one that's not got a girlfriend that lives in Liverpool. To a comedy show. Yeah, like Ronaldo went there though because he thought it was a chip shop. Yeah, he just got chips. <laughs> I <laughs> <laughs> right, can have a chip, man. What? what? Oh, right. oh, right. Oh, it's a comedy shop. I've got to be quiet. Oh, it's a comedy. All oh, right, all right. May as well sit down and watch it. Yeah. <laughs> and then Dave Chappelle was two days later, and he went, "Who's that?" You better look after him over there, you. I'm taking him to an aquarium. I'm scared. Because once you once you stop once you stop caring, he's in all sorts of trouble. I'm worried for him. Do you know what I mean? You've I've got, got a, you've I've got, got a right good idea for some content to do with him. I'm no. just, I'm very, no. very worried and scared about no. him. So make sure you keep your eye on him. <laughs> um, yeah, go and check out Steve on Stretford Paddock. Also check out Steve Nelson TV for uh, if you want a Steve fix and Ronaldo Brown fix. He's been doing uh, the XG files earlier. Baggers, where can people find you? Baggers underscore Alex on Twitter, Instagram. That. You, you know playing it's... golf this week. No, I played last week. I'm having a week off. Can't be asked. It's too that's, cold. That's Fuck the spirit. That. Hey, do you know what I mean? That's the thing you want to so say. Someone said to me, "Do you want to play golf in Qatar?" No, I'd love, Fuck love off. that. <laughs> You're mad. Yeah, I'm learning to golf. I, I think I Real's playing that. golf. Give a shout out to the people that sponsored this podcast. Yeah, so Green King Pubs, go and check them out. Download the app. Go, go to Jeansgate. Go to any Green King pub, watch football <laughs> yeah, this weekend. And Manscaped, of <laughs> course. You're like, where is it? Code, the Hilton. Code Housen to get. The only code you ever need in the life. The only code. Open so many doors for you, honestly. Just try Trust code house uh, any website. Next no week, way. we're going to be back and we've got. You're not here next week, are you? No. I've got your mate here as well. Dude. You don't need to worry about it. Just check it out next week. We've got one of the premier Mancunian musicians on this. Oh, podcast. it's Jim, in it? Yeah, it is. Yeah. Uh, so make sure you check that out. Uh, I've been Jay. That's been Steve. That's been Baggers. This has been The Brew. Thanks for watching. Social Podcast Network. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.